0: Welcome to The Loki Field, where we're all about violating the minds and inner realms of our guests to talk about love, life, and geekery. Welcome to another episode of The Loki Field. Tonight, a very special guest will be joining us, and we're going to be talking about hidden desires duality and dark origin stories. So hi, welcome to the show, Harry.
1: It's a pleasure to be here.
0: So off air, you mentioned dark origin stories. I'm curious, what do you mean by that? What deep, dark secrets are we going to find out?
1: I guess here's a story I don't tell everybody. The earliest memory I had when I was four years old was my dad pointing a gun at the head of my mom
0: that's crazy
1: yeah yeah i actually i actually have that that crazy memory engraved in me and i grew up to be a rebel kid something or someone who just wants to create a path of his own so i resented my parents wishes to go to college um i was either gonna go at ubibagi or singapore but yeah i just wanted my own way that's where i discovered a lot of pretty dark things and I, I lived on my own for one year between 17 to 18 years old that's where I discovered there's really a lot of, of darkness of the worst side inside in, in me and it was pretty awesome that, that I met strangers who, who kind of adopted me they were basically mm. Uh, a couple who, who had no child it was it was them that talked sense into me and just asked me one question that that flipped everything they just asked me where would I be five years from from that time. Wow you and <laughs> funny enough, I really don't have a clue but that actually started to to shake me up and yeah, it brought back the desire to to really make something out of my life. Mm. I, 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 I guess I guess that's part of what led to to me now who who I am now. but yeah, I'll just leave it at that for now.
0: And leveraging duality, like having both sides of the force and playing both realms. one of the things <laughs> you're really good at is, finding out people's hidden desires and you're just really good with people it's just one of the things you're known for so almost like the show lucifer like we were we were joking about this and yeah yeah um tell me your hidden desires (laughs) with you (laughs) it's how did you come about it
1: i actually didn't have an idea for about five years when i just started attracting people and they started sharing stuff to me I don't know why but they, they feel a sense of I can be trusted with their secrets mm. I know I don't share their secrets with anyone but I don't have to tell it to tell that to them for them to really give me information I guess it boils down to, to curiosity I'm really fascinated with how the human mind works how emotions are navigated by by people. I love it when people just express things that they they can't really tell anyone. And I think one of the main criteria for for being trusted is having the, people having that sense that I'll never judge them for mm. whatever they tell me. And it's like being... I can yeah.
0: <laughs> like your humanness. Like that human part of you Uh, very few people Mm -hmm. have that or like they exude that and just for you you just seem like a person who's like them like it's very easy to relate to you
1: i think it's because yeah in, in a sense i find myself as if i'm a chameleon i can actually adjust to to people to the emotions to the expressions to their experiences not because i've gone through the whole spectrum of of their, their their own like journey i just i just really love to empathize i just really love to feel their stories as if i was the main character mm. as if i was the one walking in their shoes
0: i love that and that is a superpower like was this naturally inherent or was this something you developed because of your colorful history and just learning to be curious about life.
1: I think it's more, it's more developed. The the mindset I think is like, even when I see people at their worst, I I kind of think I'm only a few choices away from being as worst or even even worse than than people I meet. So no matter how extreme they may seem to be, I I can. I can try to, to understand them, and what usually happens during the interaction is that I do get to understand how they feel. Maybe not one hundred percent, but enough so that there's a connection.
0: Mm. I love that, and I love how you explain where you're only a few decisions away from doing something they would do. Like it's just, it just it's it's really different. Like I'm similar to you. And <laughs> For me it's because I've done a lot of really stupid things and I've experimented a lot, like being an outlier, mm-hmm. being a maverick, coloring outside of the box and just I know what it's like. So the whole judgment thing, I give it mm-hmm. I give like that space of non-judgment because even if I see like demons in you, it doesn't faze me because I have my own and yeah, we're all human. So get self-amused about that to develop a sense of humor around that. So how about in terms of like psychology, people reading or being good with people, any like thought leaders, anything that influenced you or just taught you about psychology or life or people, or just is it more paying attention?
1: For me, I can't really describe any key people in my life when it comes to influences because I'm, I'm more of a fan of theories and knowledge and information more than the people that are actually mm. the origin of, of those information. I usually forget who I get pieces of information from,
0: yeah, but
1: as, as soon as I get the insight from, from that information, I embrace it and I apply it to my life and, and I try to, to live up to it so that it can, it, can be, it can be tested. So I'm not too sure who influenced me actually, but there are a few things that govern my life in principle. One would be the, the law of karma, for sure. Whatever I give, it comes back to me, be it seemingly positive or negative. Yeah, I just live by that. And another would be, I'm, I'm always evolving, that there's no limit to my growth and I can be whoever I freaking wish to be. I, I guess those two things are what govern my life mainly.
0: Yeah, you're known for giving insane value to the people you work with and just the people you coach. So, in terms of becoming the person you want to be, is there any vision or is there any future self you're working towards? And what does he look like?
1: Oh, I guess, in, in comparison, it will it will mainly be the the Lucifer of Morning Star of the series. There's a sense in which, if I look at that, I, I see legacy, I see influence, I see impact, and that's not even based on the fact that he's recognized or not
0: mm. so yeah he's like and, also and, cheeky, and <laughs> like tongue-in-cheek <human>. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: yeah yeah um the, the way i see it is like it's it's like an invisible influence that, that, that you know you can be of of value and impact to other people but you don't really have to be recognized for it so if there's something i aspire to be or someone who i aspire to be it's it's to be that lucifer like and i envision a life so well lived that even after i'm gone people will actually actually talk about how not 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 about me but more about the legacy of helping that i was able to to start or jumpstart in and and this world that we're in.
0: Mm. Do you think that's reflective of like you becoming a person that younger you would appreciate and would look would look up to?
1: Just just a tiny bit. It's it's more. I, I see that as more corrective of the choices I would have made. But in a sense, I wouldn't even have made proper choices if I wasn't yeah if i wasn't as naughty before beforehand
0: Mm. yeah the reason i ask is because growing up a lot of the mentors and all of the like coaches the authority figures they were all such goody (laughs) two-shoes i just Mm -hmm. couldn't find someone who i related to like someone who was flawed or who appreciated Dr. Doom the Joker to appreciated like the multi-dimensional self of villains and of breaking oh. the rules and like finding loopholes like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm all for order I'm all for doing good but also to incorporate that sense of darkness <laughs> or what some people yeah. would define as darkness. So how about with you? Like what's your relationship to the interplay of dark and light?
1: I can say I actually love the gray areas. Mm. It's basically what gives thrill to the whole dynamic of, of the binary light and dark thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's as if my intentions are always light, but my methods can be dark.
0: Oh, I love that. that. We have to repeat that. Like intentions being light and your methods being dark. So not being mm-hmm. afraid to do what it takes to make that. The ends justifies the means. And yeah, that's really needed in this world, especially when other people are playing dark. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's not fair if you're playing fair in such a realm.
1: Yeah.
0: Doing whatever it is. This is
1: why this is why i love um underdog stories this is why i love even when i was teaching before i love the last section i don't like the 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 section one students who are all like high and mighty and already good in Mm. in their grades and with behavior i love working with kids who who seem dark
0: The outliers, the mavericks, the people who see mm-hmm. the world differently, just they're, they're more colorful, they're, they're more fun. And they're the ones who deserve that second chance because very few people think that they can be or they can achieve anything in life. And yeah, it just takes one person to believe in them for that uh, identity shift. And it's Mm -hmm. nice that people like you exist, so yeah. What do you do like for the people listening in? Like who's Harry now and what are you known for and who are the people you primarily work with? I would love to hear more about that.
1: I actually wear many hats, actually. Um, I consider myself an entrepreneur, a freelancer, and, and a coach for fellow entrepreneurs and freelancers. Mainly, I I do coaching right now. It's been a passion ever since. Mm. Guiding people towards how how to best live their lives. Aiming for something that would just promote happiness, promote joy, promote basically an enjoyment of the journey more than the destinations. So, what I do is, is help people to navigate through business and the success area of their life without leaving behind other areas that are crucial so that wherever they are in the road or wherever they may be headed, they can be sure that they, they'll be happy because mm-hmm. they didn't forget the things that truly mattered in the end.
0: Yeah, you teach them clarity, you provide clarity and teach them about systems, teach them about the most effective way to do things. and really show them their blind spots so your business sense would love to hear more on that like how you Mm -hmm. interplay and bring about the whole like making them their best self and like showing them the next level of them but also like that business strategy tactical side of things because you're amazing at both
1: yeah Well. It's, it's basically from, from experience really. I, I grew up with parents who are both um, entrepreneurs. One main reason why some of our businesses failed was mainly because of, of a lack of life system. Um, one of our biggest businesses went bankrupt before because mm-hmm. because my dad became addicted to Um, certain vices and I I saw that as as the loophole. He was very good in business. He was very good with money. He was very good with people relationships. It's just that he did not take care of himself as he should and that's what made the business crumble. This is why when when I'm working because because I work as a business development consultant for about six years now. Mm-hmm. I see that there's there's not much difference when you're working with business systems and you, when you're working with helping people build their lives in a sustainable manner. Because both systems interplay together in the life of an entrepreneur mm. and both are needed so that they can have sustainable growth.
0: Mm. Um, and balance in all areas.
1: Yeah, yeah. Harmony. Harmony in life, really. Um, I, I, I just think there's, there's a lot more potential for entrepreneurs if they would pay attention not only to how they can grow their business, but how can they grow as people, first and foremost, because they're the foundation of every business that they're building.
0: Yeah, and every business is an extension of these business owners. Like few people talk about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, everything. Yeah, it's it's make or break depending on the entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, And also when they like knowing thyself is like huge in my world. Like the more mm-hmm. you know yourself, like your strengths and your weaknesses, the more you can bring that into your branding, into your consulting, into the flavor that you do business from. And, you know, working with a coach like you, working with mentors, working with people who can help them capitalize on their strengths and see things that they wouldn't normally see alone or would take them a really long time, like just Mm -hmm. shortcutting that learning curve. And Mm -hmm. how long did it take you to see your blind spots? And do you still work with mentors? Do you invest in yourself?
1: Huh? Yeah, it's it's a necessity. Um, Right now, I I have coach. I have had coaches and mentors for about eight years now. And I can say, (laughs) yeah, sorry.
0: We're all for unfair advantages. Like I I learned that early on with the coaches. (laughs) So, eight years yeah. this she nice. you
1: started yeah at first I, I i was just bargaining for mentors like mm-hmm. it, there was there was a couple who who had lots of of great influence in my life when it comes to consulting And i just offered to help them fix whatever is lacking in their hr department that's the only payment i i was able to afford at that time but but their time with me for for about 3 months was very crucial in how I built my consulting.
0: Hmm. Um, Did you know the power of mentorship, or were you just like hoping to learn? Like, were you our, looking for that stagely wisdom or that mentor style?
1: Well, they were, yeah, they were basically my my fourth mentors. I consider them as a unit, even even though they're a couple, because their combos just just so great.
0: <laughs> nice. Is there any books that inspired you like to get a mentor? Or is it watching movies? Or just how did you go about <laughs> wanting that or knowing that that's the way to go?
1: Yeah, I think um, I actually started freelancing way back in 2009. And it's because my first mentor offered me the opportunity. So from then onwards, I was, I was being guided by, by different people at different seasons. Ooh. Some of them some of them I I've, I've bargained for, for their mentorship. Some of them I, I actually paid. So yeah, I, I guess when I started freelancing as an opportunity, it opened up the door to to mentorship for me.
0: And now you're that mentor and that guide for other people.
1: Oh yeah. What a turnaround. <laughs>
0: So why is um, it that you do what you do and what is your dream client like or who are the people you primarily want to work with?
1: Yeah, um, there, there are two types of ideal client, one that, that grows the business and one that just fuels my passion for, for what I do and I just love to express the, the latter. Um, I really love to work with underdogs. People who don't believe in themselves. People who basically have a lot of issues to, to deal with. People who can't even see where they can be headed 90 days from now. Mm. But, but they know that there's something more. And, and, and I can work with that. that next I, level I actually level. Love, love to work with that. As long as they think there's something more in store that's all i need
0: and there's always the next level like no matter what heights you reach there's always that next step and yeah it's constant growth so more of the personality trait of being humble enough to know that there's always more to mastery
1: yeah yeah i I guess that's it and no matter uh, because here's the funny thing when when i say underdogs like people would would first think unsuccessful people or people who want to be successful but not there yet somehow it's basically just just a description of self I've seen quite a few people who already have money in the bank who Mm. already have properties and investments and, and they have money now but they just can't seem to see themselves as deserving of something better, even if they feel there's something more for them. And in certain ways, I see them as underdogs too.
0: And you'd want to help them win and come out on top in their hero's journey.
1: Yeah, it's more about being able to live with themselves satisfyingly as opposed to whatever stage they are in, they're just there and settling for where they are.
0: Mm. And how about in terms of vision, like where do you see yourself five years from now? So I'm gonna ask that same question that was asked of you like when you were younger.
1: <laughs> yeah, Um. this was supposed to be a secret plan but... <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. you're special, so, so I'll tell it on the show. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if, if there's someone that's called this title mm-hmm. um, in the world right now. I'm sure there are people who are functioning as the same, but I basically want to be um, a culture optimization specialist.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so,
0: what would that be? Yeah, I, I've never yeah. heard. It
1: before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so you, you can think I just invented that one, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I have six years background in in business systems consultation. I think that has taken a backseat right now in what I do, and I'm focusing on coaching because I want to understand people behavior, their thinking, their psyche, and even how they interact with each other. Um, having my background with with no college degree nothing to show for when it comes to credentials nothing to show for when it comes to certifications and stuff i just plan to hack my way into understanding both business systems and people systems so i can merge both skills into optimizing culture within companies
0: nice really nice and the interplay of both systems and people like people are our greatest assets and we have to give them that leverage and that unfair advantage of their own to properly help them achieve what they want to achieve and to help them be at that peak level performance like to bring their a-game all the time yeah so nice
1: it's 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 gonna be cool when when startups can actually have all star teams from from start until yeah. until until they're growing. and
0: also facilitate competition.
1: <laughs> that's that's gonna be the thing. Um, there's a lot about the business landscape right now that's that's gonna it's actually undergoing a big shift. And yeah, hooray for millennials because we're the ones who have growing buying power right now, eventually we'll have, we'll be on top. We'll have the most money, more than more than the boomers before us. And a lot of things will change because of our values, because of our culture, because of how we think, how we buy, how we support brands, how and we work.
0: Because we, because we had video games. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's primarily like one, one of the key things in our generation.
0: Yeah. No other generation had that. Like we were lucky to have like the internet be born mm-hmm. with us and like to see that, like, I don't know about you, but I I played like the Nintendo, um, like Sega, GameCube, yeah. like the Game Boy Pocket when it was still black and white mm-hmm. and to see uh-huh. that transition uh-huh. into bring that into like the business world that's just a really rare trait like we didn't have walkthroughs we didn't have guides (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: you figured out yourself was there any like video game in the past that helped shape you and influence you to who you are today
1: yeah yeah Um, I would always point to Zelda the legend of Zelda Actually almost almost all the series, but I really love Ocarina of Time.
0: Mm.
1: So Adventure, RPG, leveling up characters, finding items, killing monsters, gaining experience, solving puzzles, saving <laughs> saving like the island wherever wherever <laughs> Zelda is, is washed off. Yeah. So oh, like, oh. it's always like that and and i guess i guess that has played out in me being being more of of an adventurous type of guy i'm i can go all in even with some thing that's that's fairly new to me or even if when when people fire. dare me <laughs> yeah yeah challenges are actually like what what gives me a kick for for every season in life when when i lose that sense of challenge i, I get bored
0: Here's a question, do you play to win or do you play for the fun of the game? Because there are two types of gamers.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I always play to to have fun. Mm. I don't really care about winning, um, except if, um, if I have something against the other guy.
0: <laughs> that healthy collaboration <laughs> competition <laughs> or being dared. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But mostly I I really play to to just have fun.
0: Mm, Really cool, really nice. And bringing that into what you do, into creating systems and finding loopholes. Like, it's a nice mentality and mindset to bring gamifying into everything you do. And we are a generation who's lucky enough to have that naturally like even with technology like cryptocurrency and just new Mm -hmm. weird things like we're always the first ones who are ready to try it like just Mm -hmm. that playfulness and i'd like to see more of that in the future generations still a little biased Mm -hmm. that we we have the best generation we are indeed (laughs) yeah just also to be interested in other generations and their own strengths it's just Different. Yeah, really cool topic and really cool having you on the show. So, before we wrap up, I have three questions I ask all guests. So, question number one is In a perfect reality, in a perfect world, what would that look like? Who would you be impacting? Where would you
1: be? I'd actually like to impact people who are in the early 20s not knowing what they want in life and i'd basically be a person who they can reach out to online and we can have zoom calls and (laughs) it's basically what what i'm doing right now i
0: think Mm. and like is it any any specific place that you'd want to live like by the beach by the mountain somewhere in ecuador is there any ideal setup
1: i'm I'm actually i'm actually quite satisfied to Mm -hmm. to live in a house with with aircon and that's it
0: nice i like that yeah i'm just i'm still i'm still hung up on just that like the aircon thing and being grateful for the little things like we forget to appreciate the things we take for granted and we we need to remember that so really cool that you pointed that out
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so yeah question number two is what's a deep dark desire that keeps you up at night
1: wow well for me it's how can I help more people to become the best version of themselves? And and I see that as basically how can this life of mine be able to spread joy and happiness? Mm. That's just it.
0: Mm, I like that. Yeah, I just creating that impact and creating contributing to society so that mm. keeps you out at night okay so question number three is what's a guilty pleasure um yeah the questions are very it, abstract
1: yeah <laughs> yeah but because all i can think right now is food mm. Um, weird, like I'd, I'd say, I'd say some gyoza for sure. Uh, Korean barbecue.
0: I'm craving. And, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, the the entire quantity. yeah.
1: The the ECQ has like messed that messed that up. But yeah, I, I just say really food any any type of Korean barbecue or buffet. Hmm.
0: So no sweet tooth. It's more on like Korean
1: they yeah but sometimes they do have ice cream
0: (laughs) oh yeah the korean ice cream Yeah. yeah oh god i would give to give to get some right now but yeah thank you for being on the show is there any like quote or last insight you'd want to share with the listeners and leave them with yeah
1: sure um yeah, this is this is a quote that I always tell myself. Um it's basically there's no working formula to my success outside of self-awareness.
0: Oh wow, that's deep. <laughs> so like self-awareness is really important to you.
1: Yeah, cuz cuz even the definition of of success will always depend on on how well we know ourselves
0: Mm. yeah and looping back to your business is an extension of you and the more you Mm -hmm. know yourself the more you know your strengths the more you know your weaknesses the better you can play the game of life so yeah really cool episode and thank you for jumping on
1: sure always welcome here